Hey guys, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the weekly show where we break down all the tech news and all the tech cool stuff coming out of Silicon Valley and all over the world. Before we get started, I do want to tell you about one of our sponsors, which is Dice. Uh, let me tell you a little about it. Dice is a leading tech career hub. It's a champion for technology professional and citizens of the tech community, providing career opportunities, insights, and advice with over 70,000 tech jobs on DICE. It's the best place to be, and it's the best place to be seen. DICE is truly an advocate for technology professionals as they navigate their careers, arming them with tools to achieve their full potential. You know, you know, you might be very fluent in a lot of these, uh, these tech skills, and you don't really know where to go to find a job, or maybe you do, but you're not really happy with your current job, DICE is kind of the place to help hook you up with that career. Uh, let's talk about, like, you know, the, 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 the tech world is a great place to really have a stable income. So let's talk about salaries real quick. You know, like, you want to make sure you're getting paid what you're worth. So how do you kind of decide what your worth is going to be? Well, luckily, DICE.com or their mobile app you can get salary estimates based on your specific skill set and location. So you know that in your area, you should be getting a competitive pay rate so you know exactly what you're worth. You, we can also shed light on like what skills you could learn to increase your earning potential and by how much to really set you up for success. They've been connecting tech pros and job opportunities for over 20 years. Now they're a full-blown career hub delivering the tools and resources you need to manage your career. There's over 70,000 tech jobs ranging from software development, UX, project man management, and more. There's a tremendous amount of insights around the job market and skills that are hot and, you know, ones that are, you know, not so hot right now. You know, they'll let you know, and that way you can kind of form a great opinion and really know, and, you know, make an educated decision based on the actual job market instead of just guessing. They also give you salary reports and tools to really understand how you're stacking up against other people in your, you know, your career. Dice is your advocate for navigating your career, whether that means finding your next job, getting your next pay raise, or informing your next career move. So even if you already have a job, Dice is a great place to figure out, okay, how can you set yourself apart and make sure that you are developing the skills that you know are needed to grow in this ever-growing tech market you know every week we do this show and we talk about all these new new tools that are coming out for people who are in this industry you know like dice is going to keep you up to speed on you know the trending ones that you know companies are going to want and they're going to expect you to know you'll be ahead of the curve with dice you know so learn more at dice.com slash can you hack it again that's dice.com slash c-a-n-y-o-u-h-a-c-k-i-t that's all one word dice.com slash can you hack it and you know hack your career with dice because that's what we're about here at gigner tech is we're about getting the news out there and letting you guys know about all the cool new things coming in the tech world and dice.com is is one of those cool things so if you're really interested you guys please go check it out it helps us out now let's talk about the show welcome to geek nerd tech on black hollywood live today a new ransomware attack is happening Some more details in the star wars Han solo firing and google and facebook's hits two billion users let's go you are tuned in to black hollywood lives Geek Nerd Tech. He's just jacking up all these songs. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. I'm Joe Braswell or Joe Mac. <laughs> 1000 Degrees. 
Uh, I'm joined alongside by Keely Flavor in Your Ear Shine. Keely Flavor in Your Ear, yes, man. How you doing? Craig Mack in the building. Craig I'm Mack. good, man. I'm good. Good. I, I, as I said last time, Craig Mack, Buster Brown's brother. I know, little, right? Little known fact. That's right. Little, little, little known hip hop fact. Um, where's Craig Mack these days? Man, where's Buster these days? I saw Buster. I saw Buster like. Well, he, he, did some BT, yeah. he did some BT, BT award stuff too I believe. Oh did he? Well I mean I saw him out and about okay. That's what I mean like I, saw social. Him, I saw him at the uh, When I saw him at the Anderson Pot concert Where he came out He performed? He did like a couple lines Oh that's what's up um, I mean he could use A couple couple, couple in less, the gym? couple less burgers Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You gotta I mean, get back in the gym I, I mean you know uh yeah but anyway he's, he's still bust arrives still got the energy anywho well, i mean i got a question for you you know yes, off sir. topic but uh craig mack obviously bad boy family uh, a great time uh, for music were, were you a fan of the whole bad boy situation uh, that's a good question so I, I, i'm trying to like give myself some perspective on that where i was at the time versus where i am right now and i feel like i guess it has to be a yes I feel like I liked the music. I didn't necessarily like the movement. I was never really like liked the culture. I was never really a Diddy guy, uh, Farnsworth. Like, I mean, all, you know, the whole. I mean, you know, the the whole Bad Boy fan. But I did like uh, the Family album. Of course, that one's classic, classic, classic. I mean, you're obviously a Biggie fan. All the Biggie stuff's fantastic. Uh, I just remember you're, laughing. Were you not a Mace fan? I mean. A Mace fan is pretty strong. <laughs> That's like saying you're a Ringo fan. No, 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 no. That's I not, mean, no, that, no. Mace is hard, homie. Mace was cool. All right. But I'm Harlem a, World. Uh, I mean, are you, are you riding for Mace? Mace was hard, bro. I'm not, I'm not, like, no argument. Mace was dope. Okay. I'm not mad at Mace at all. Hey, I don't hey. know. It's, it's like I said. It's like, I like, like, it's like, I can't say, I know what that's like. That's like saying, like, ask me if I'm a... I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just difficult. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like, I like, uh, I like. I think I like everything about the bad boy. I just remember during the time, me just really to this day, and even back in '95, like Diddy's like, that's right, and like come, all in the videos, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, dancing. But all of his, all of his, like, ooh, and then if I was when Big would say something, but uh, yeah, I don't know, and then. Uh, his, his MC skills are suspect, yeah, 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 yeah. but serviceable. Oh, without question. I yeah, mean, I mean, you compare him, compare him to some of the mumble rap we're hearing today. Sure. Like, oh yeah, no, so he's, he's killing it. right now. I yeah. appreciate it exactly. Yeah, uh, and then last but not least, uh, as always with a lot of these folks, uh, the the production credits, like what you know, is uh, is the executive producer versus the actual hands on producer. Yeah, but that can go for any big name producer. So I mean, if you if you're gonna put that criticism on him, you got to put that criticism on Dr. Dre, sure. on Timbaland, on any of those guys that's making not, major hits. Not Pharrell. So Pharrell, you don't think Pharrell had an assistant? Yeah, an assistant, or like a like a um, like an intern, or. But that's um, different for me than than like, I got an idea. I wanted to kind of go something like, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Come in. How we do? That's that's not it. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's that's it. That's a hit. That's different. Okay, I see your point. You know, I don't know. Anyway, um, we we completely digress. But while we're digressing, uh, uh, what I didn't put up on here in the rundown, what Lola didn't put on the rundown, I should say, is uh, uh, BT Awards thoughts, reflections. I mean, it it is is like 
you know, black Oscars, as some people call it. I mean, the just descended, descended in Los Angeles. There's, the, there's, the, I mean, took over black Twitter, took over everything, it took over Twitter, Twitter. Like it just, it just, it just dominated the news, the feeds on, on the on the night, the days leading up to. There's events, there's part of this BT experience. Hey, there's, there's, uh, uh, there's, it's like almost like a mini conference. Yep, you got you know people doing talks mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff I mean I, I think it was great like I think I wouldn't go as far as call it the black Oscars but I get the fact that you know we're we kill the charts musically like we, we we are pushing culture forward internationally as we always have done so I mean definitely all, all eyes is on you know BET for this moment I think you know Jesse Collins entertainment did a good job putting it together um I think some of the performances were cool I think some were like whatever um give me your give me your whatevers give me your cools um, who, who, who did you? Oh, forget the cool. Who who smashed? Wait, who smashed? Who oh, killed like, it? I, I like I like when Kendrick came out. Yeah, I think that was a smasher to me. What, uh, what about you? I think Bruno. Bruno kills. I mean, he opened it he pretty well. Kills. He always kills. Sea uh, Breezy is. I mean, it's a, it's a fine line. You can't fade him as a performer at all. Um, at a certain point, he's just out there doing routines. He's out there just I mean, doing. He's a dancer, yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah, versus performing. So right, right, right. I mean, that's a fine line between bit. But what I see out there, the shit that he's doing is always like it's a good show. True. Now, you know, I don't know. Um, the 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 girl, the unknown girl on the guitar, she was dope. Um, towards the end, she did a singer songwriter joint, which kind of surprised everyone. I forget her name. Um, who else? Um. Yeah, uh, top what did you think about the 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 uh, the, the prodigy? Um, uh, I guess in recognition. No, that's great. Okay. That, that, was, that, 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 that was fine. Um, what did you think about the, uh, the 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 fallen stars tributes with Elder Barge and and uh, George Michael? Am I am I hating? Okay. Am I mad at, you, you, you were mad at that? No, no. It's a couple <laughs> notes. A couple notes. Okay. Elder Barge is he's a legend. Legend. So, uh, what about? Um, your boys, uh, the Migos. Man, are you talking about specifically the well, the, the, the ca- interview? No, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. I'm talking about uh, the performances, both the Khaled version, the Khaled thing with with uh, with, with 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 Weezy, uh, Cuervo, and uh, who's else up there? I don't remember, but was it um 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 Chance? No, no, I, I don't know. The- anyway. The Cal performance to me, yeah, I'm not really a fan of Migos. Period. So no, okay, it's like whatever. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, a fan. I, I mean, I like, I like the album a lot. I like the album a lot. I don't, I don't know that I love the. Cult. I mean, I, I don't know what I, I but I know I, I really, really like the album. I think, I think it's, I think it's for what it is, uh, production wise and everything else. Like I think it, it's very serviceable. I, I, I actually enjoy the album a lot. When I see them perform the album, it is really extra, not the same thing, mm-hmm. because it's one of those cases where the album very is very very produced, very yeah. very very produced, very auto tune, very yeah. produced, sounds mellow. It's like Metro Boomin. It's like really, like they're really in there. It's not for the stage, man. For the stage, you're like to come out. They're like, not charismatic enough. Seventy-five same color T-shirt. Nah, that's not happening. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know. It's like it's like the lyrics don't lend themselves to just screaming. Mama told me, "Hey, not like, that's not it." Not, that, that maybe cares, maybe, that maybe for a smaller venue, it works, but not for like a like an arena style venue. 
Yeah. I don't think so. And the bigger the stage, That's what I'm saying. the more hi- the hi- the bigger highlight how how, l- whack, it how whack it is. Exactly. Yeah. So I was disappointed by that. Uh, I don't know what I expected, but that's what definitely disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as bad as a Katy Perry joint when they when they performed with Katy Perry, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, well, both the, the the Chris Brown. What do you think with the Joe the Joe Button situation? I thought, academics. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Everything about part. it. The memes are crazy. Um, oh, I didn't even got to the memes yet. I mean. I, my only thoughts, my, my only, I, I'm not really a fan of Migos, so it's going to sound okay. very like, just like I'm against them, but which is, hey man, I kind of feel, I kind of feel where Joe's going, maybe how he, he got, he did it was yeah, unprofessional, yeah, mic down and get out. it was very theatrical, um, but I get, I get the point yeah. that he's making, <laughs> it's like, yo, like, I think you guys are whack, right. I have to do this, I really don't want to do this, and like, you're up here and you're, you're not saying nothing, so right. like. I get it, and I mean Joe Button's always been that type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Very like vocal, very just opinionated, and kind of like an asshole. Yeah. So, I mean, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's funny. It was funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and then the, you talking about the fight? The see the Chris Brown fight or yeah. altercation? Altercation. <laughs> yeah, whatever, know. man. M- M- Migos is uh, you know, I'm not mad at him, but the shine, the shot, the bloom is coming off the rose. <laughs> For this for this fan, man. <laughs> <laughs> the smoke, the smoke in the mirrors are, are, are starting to rear their head. Yeah. The more the more shine they get. Yeah. Because um, you know, you shine, shine like bright enough, you start to see no talent. Exactly. You know. That's right. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of you know. Man, but, that's that's a, that's a that's a crazy line. That's a bar right there. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just you know. Anyway, uh, congratulations. Oh, one last thing, Leslie Jones, yay nay. I would say yay, man. I'm gonna okay. say yay. I'm gonna say yay. All right. I'm she, not gonna say nay, but she has some. She has some. She has some. She has some problems. Yeah, she, she has, has some. She, have, she has some moments too, though. She has some moments. All, yeah. all the skits with the, yeah. the, the 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 Roscoe bit was was hilarious. All right. She definitely has some moments. Right. I think the, the monologue was a little rough. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, but I'm I'm, I'm glad she had the opportunity to do it. All right, let's get out of culture into <laughs> tech. We'll jump back to the culture. Uh, Google. Uh, Google's all the news, man. Google's, uh, you know, got hit with a fine, um, uh, you know, to basically to, to, to equal treatment for rival sites. Uh, they, they hit with a very, um, uh, uh, a $2 billion fine. <laughs> right. Which, pretty... again, for Google is couch cushion money. Yeah, but it is the, the record of fines. No, there's been no fine um, as as large as this one for any company. Yeah, it is. I mean, two a two billion dollar fine is still two Bs. <laughs> retarded. But the fact that they can be like, eh, all right, we'll pay it, whatever. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I really, I got no real thing to say. I just no. Nah, I mean, I, I I have something real to say about yeah, it. Right. I think it's I think you know a company that that started from from the bottom and and has risen so largely based on you know gathering the information of the world and figuring out a way to monetize it mm-hmm. like now that they've done that and they cracked that code and they're able to to now you know position them, themselves in other categories like the, the the it's becoming a monopoly and so that's kind of what this conversation and this fine is all about it's like okay here are these smaller companies that want the same type of visibility on the on in search that they're not getting because google ha- has ownership in other categories and right. they're pushing their their stuff forward 
and they're saying that the first the first page of a search result is where most of the eyeballs and attention goes and a lot of these smaller mid-level companies are like on the fourth page so it's unfair they, we yeah. can't compete so but is that Google's fault? No. They created that shit. They created no. the platform. Why shouldn't they push their own properties forward? Yeah. So I, I kind of feel it, but then also from the guy that's trying to like rise as well through the platform, like it's almost impossible. So like, what happens? It's just an interesting dynamic when when you know a business becomes so large that it becomes this huge part of the public the, of society of culture, right? So when you become a, a part of our, the very fabric of our culture, the very fabric of our society, not just in domestically but globally, yeah. what responsibility do you hold? At a right. certain point, you're like, "Hey, man, I'm just a company." You know, it's like Facebook. Hey, we're 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 just here pushing pushing information around the users. Yeah, don't mind me. I'm Zuckerberg. I mean, at a certain point, there's some responsibility there. So, but what is the responsibility to say, "Hey, I own this, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give my own company fair treatment because you're not as big as me." Okay, so no I'm not going to promote this no company. as big as you. That's the, whose fault is that? I, I used to be you. I used to be the, the small guy. Okay. <laughs> like, why don't you get your bees up? <laughs> don't get mad at me. <laughs> but that's not fair, man. All right, I got, yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. I know, it's, 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 it's very true. Again, it's more, it's more of a philosophical, moral question about where the responsibility lies when you get so big. Yeah. When you're that big and you are Google... You are essentially, you know, uh, U.S. Steel. <laughs> you know, like, you know, what are your responsibilities? Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's a, to that point. But they're responsible for organizing the world's information. Like, no one's been able to do that. Like, when you when you want to search for something, you can immediately get it because of Google. Yes. No one else did that. That's that's their contribution to humanity in my book. Right. So in, in exchange for that, we just smushed the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that no one else gets up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You're, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome, society. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, I get. I, no, I get it. Uh, well, to that point, also, uh, you know, Alphabet. A couple of years ago, they the Google announced that they're forming a parent holding company, uh, Alphabet, that's going to hold all other other companies, including you know YouTube and Google and and and, and, and you know all, every everything else they've got going on. Uh, but there seems to be um, there there are eleven separate. You know things that they're working on. It seems to be harder for them to organize under Alphabet as, as, as harder than they anticipated. And the reason being is because partially what you're talking about right. is you know Google and YouTube aren't the same as other things they have like uh, Calico, Nest, and, and, you know, yeah, and other and others. So and Nest. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. It's interesting. I, I think it's it's ironic that you know, like I just said in the, on the last story, that you know, Google's responsible for organizing the world's information, but they're having a, a challenge organizing themselves as a business. Right. It's like you would think that you know, they have the greatest minds, engineers, and business folks over there that can do it. But I, I mean, I guess they're struggling. But I mean, are they struggling? Like they're making gobs of money. They're worth. They have over sixty plus billion dollars of, of just cash. So, like, are they struggling? Is it is it a challenge? I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what the the critics are saying, but I don't really see that. I see them scaling up still. I see I see them expanding more. So, I don't know. I don't know where the infrastructure issues are are, but you know, maybe that's something that will unfold more as as we as we move in time. Do you worry about yeah, the, the, sort of the Facebook, Google, Amazon problem of uh, some degree Apple? But do you worry about Amazon is making these moves now? But like you have a company that is sort of, you know, 
builds and builds and builds and grows and stays pretty much in one industry and that one industry like well, let's call it technology for lack of for lack of a better term they're growing to the, the 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 biggest giant in technology they've made like I said whatever 90 billion 100 billion dollars on that at a certain point once they keep growing 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 if they decide we're going to explode and just spread out and just huh 90 billion 100 billion 200 billion 300 billion I'm going to buy everything. <laughs> Whap! They just start buying stuff. Like, like, what, I mean, it's, it's interesting, like, how, I mean, I guess there's, there's laws and things for that, but do you worry about companies getting too big? You see a lot of this Amazon, I was like, huh, yeah, Washington Post, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, that, cool, I'll take that. Uh, yeah, give me that, give me two of those, yeah. Like, space, let's do that. Like, yeah, but, but everything that you're listing, all those are, all those are separate services. deals. Those separate deals. Like, if you buy it from me, like, it's, it's T and C's, terms and conditions. I might still, right. I still might be the president. I still might be on the board. Like, so, yeah, it might be under the, the umbrella of Amazon, under the umbrella of, of Alphabet, but, like, all those things are, are have their own kind of terms and conditions. So, like, who's to say that I can't buy it? I have the cash. It's up for sale. Why can't I buy it? Why can't I buy the Clippers? Why can't, like, if I'm Steve Ballmer, why yeah. can't I buy whatever it is? Yeah, you know? you want. Steve Ballmer, uh, he's... He's rich. Uh, uh, speaking of which, there's an interesting thing that I heard. This is a side note, but it's about speak to like tech and rich guys as well. Um, this is an interesting conversation with uh, my guy Malcolm Gladwell and Bill Simmons about Balmer and about just the NBA in general, how most of the NBA is owned by these billionaire guys now and how it's the system set up to where see Balmer, if you want to, could just just spin, 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 pay the luxury tax, mm-hmm. you know, and just do that because like I'm, I'm, I'm doing that and then the, the question is why aren't more of these guys just doing that because like it's still that's beyond couch cushion that's like money that's like he, he can he can go over the cap spend luxury tax and just go after everyone overpay everyone every single year and why don't these guys do that and the interesting question that should answer to that is these guys are so competitive mm-hmm. that they don't like to see uh at the end of the year when it says you lost X amount of dollars yeah. like they hate seeing that of course and so it's, it's almost like they hate seeing those negative numbers more than they hate spending the money to it's all about whatever. perception because if, if, if they're spending money if they're, if they're losing money that suggests that they're not a good business person or suggests that they're, they don't have the, the pulse of the people or that they're, they're making they're making some they're misfiring they're making some mistakes so yeah I can see that I can right. see how the ego could, could come into play well I'm going to be more strategic with this because that, yeah, you have to cash why not spend and get five five uh, well, franchise can, players I'm overpaid for LeBron overpaid exactly. for everybody and who cares I'll, I'll pay the taxes I'm going to win some rings right. I'm Steve Ballmer right. but then look at the spreadsheet look at the spreadsheet he's yeah. like damn I'm negative right. you know 45 billion dollars per quarter right. like that's bullshit right. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's just interesting anyway it's, yeah. it's some, into, the, into, into the mindset of these guys alright California I mean uh, Facebook what's, what's back to the California law California's proposing a law that's going to allow internet to uh, to uh, young sort of juvenile, I love this incarcerated, incarcerated youth, and I think it's fantastic. And Facebook's really? on for it. You think something Facebook is doing? My man, my man. I don't, <laughs> listen, again, I don't Mark, know. Mark, Joe gave you a point, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the motives, <laughs> but it's a good move, and I think that I think that the, look, I think it's a good law. I think it's good that Facebook's backing it. Um, I think the people opposed to this are just, I don't know, draconian. Like, what do they want? I mean, that, the idea being, look, you know, it's one of those things. It's the age-old question about incarceration. Are we there to punish? Are we there to rehabilitate? Right. And you know, it's a fine line for some. But if they're to just punish, 
and get in the corner, don't ever come out, get in the hole. But if you're to re- rehabilitate, yeah. then, you know, if, the internet's information. The yeah. internet is a privilege. Some people are like, the internet's a privilege. It's like, they, they can't have, they can't be having the internet. That's too fun. It's information. Yeah. It's like a library. Yeah. Sasha, what do you think? I, I totally agree with you. And, and, and also, like, we're not just talking about prison as a, as a blanketed topic. We're talking about juveniles. juveniles. We're talking about kids still. Yeah. You know? So, and the kids that will one day be back out, you know? In, the, in in society so yeah to be able to have the internet to be able to connect with their family communicate with their support network and to be able to you know further their education and, and the various forms that the internet offers be it podcasts be it you know editorial be it imagery be it videos like all those things help to inspire and help to you know expand their sensibilities and viewpoints and so being locked up in a room with, with no access to anything how is that going to help them contribute to society when they get out right. so like again like you said who would be opposed to that I don't understand like what the argument would be for that. I yeah. can't I can't see it. People on the right. Man. We're giving these kids a free pass. All they're gonna do is listen to their rap music and look up World Star. I don't right. know. But it costs more to keep someone in jail for a year than it costs to send them to college. Doesn't make any sense. Well, for for profit. I'm making money on it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want, I want these kids going to college. <laughs> <laughs> they might want to vote me out. Right. Uh all right. So um so we're all for that. Uh, in the biggest, you know, ho hum news of all time, uh, <laughs> Facebook has reached <laughs> two billion Say it, users. Bro. Say it, bro. <laughs> two Bs. Now there's only seven billion on the planet. Oh yeah, <laughs> they got they got two billion right, users. Right. That is seven point three on the planet. Man, they got two billion. The stat said from that article. There's a stat that said if if it were 1924, uh, Facebook would have a hundred percent of the world population. Wow. I believe it was two billion people in 1924, so they would have everybody if it was that year. Wow. That's pretty crazy. God, that's a big jump from 1924 to, to right. right now. You talking about what? Almost a hundred years. We've grown five billion people. God, another hundred years. The Earth won't take it. Man. We double, we double that again? Man. For 14 billion people? Man. Resources. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's, that's, that's the interesting thing about it. Um, so, wow. The, the thing that strikes me about this the most, that's really the most remarkable thing, if you think back to almost 10 years ago now, the, um, the social network, you know, the Facebook movie came out, the David Fincher movie. Um, the, the big billboard was like 500 million your closest friends are 500 million and like everyone's like 500 million Facebook has 500 million users this guy is 500 million that's like chump change right now man he's at 2 billion and it took him 5 years to grow from it took him from 2012 to now 5 years to grow from 1 billion to 2 billion and I believe his objective is to be at um, I think it's 5 billion by 2030 I believe so I mean, he, I mean, he's not stopping, bro. He's trying to have everybody on Facebook, and I think the plan for him to expand in remote areas with the whole balloon, the balloon technology, drones. exactly with the drones and the balloons, to be able to offer internet and Facebook to you know remote places of the world. That's how he's going to get those other other uh, users. I mean, because I think it's crazy. A lot of people know about Facebook, but the, they may not be an active user or a user at all. So it's like those people are already like closed. That would be that'll probably be you, <laughs> but you're a user. You're signed up. Yeah, you got me already. You got me. You're in that two billion, my man. Yeah. <laughs> God, I don't know. And I say good, good for you, Zuck. 
And they already got Instagram. They have um, what else do they have? Um, they have Oculus Rift. Um, th there's another one they have. The uh, the um, what's the messaging one? What's up? Yeah, what's up? They have that. So it's like a few more acquisitions. Who knows what they might have? So I'm saying, like, at some point, in minute, they might say, "Ha, we bought General Motors, <laughs> and then we're gonna buy the post office, and then we're buying, you know, whatever." I mean, you know, right. who knows? Right. U.S. Steel. We're buying the Colin, and who knows what they're gonna buy? Right. Anyway, good for them. Good for good for Zach. Uh, Apple. Well, and actually, there, there's there's a new uh, plug, a new podcast I'm listening to. Another podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's called. Oh, it's called uh, Masters of Scale. It's from Reed Hoffman. Reed Hoffman is the former uh, start creator and CEO of, of LinkedIn and very prolific investor who was an early investor on Facebook and Uber and a bunch of other ones. But he's called the Oracle of the Silicon Valley. He's probably the most prolific angel investor. And also, he started LinkedIn and grew LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. He's um, has a podcast now, believe it or not, and it's really well done. It's called Masters of Scale, where he goes in, he talks to mostly Silicon Valley guys, right. but people who I've really heard deep dive interviews with. Right. One of them being in a two-parter with Zuckerberg. Yeah. I actually, I actually listened to like 10 minutes of the first one. I have it on here as well. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I think it's very good. Um, I just didn't finish, but I definitely would recommend it. So it's, not, it's not bad. So, But I, yeah. you get to hear Zuck talk a lot. I don't hear him talk that much. Yeah. I don't hear him, hear him talking that much. Right. And like, so you get to hear him really get into detail about how they grew Facebook and his philosophies and what he thinks. And it made me, it made me hate him less. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, made me hate him less. Didn't, didn't make me, uh, didn't make me like him. Made me hate him less. No, I'm not bad as that. Um, I'm sure he means well. The, uh, all right, Apple wants to hire someone to help Siri be hip with the times. Oh my goodness. Yeah, number one, don't ever, don't ever say that. I just in a headline. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. You're not saying that. <laughs> yeah. That was the headline. Yeah, <laughs> hip with the times. <laughs> They're gonna get some uh, some coaches in there. Man, uh, I mean the the the, the, uh, the czar of cool is who they're hiring. <laughs> they're already off to a bad start. They're already off to a bad start. This is like, what was what, the intention? So the intention, I, from my understanding, is that okay, obviously, you know, with the whole home market expanding and having the AI within the home to be able to control, you know, or, or be, kind of be able to be your personal assistant. Like they want to make Siri more knowledgeable about what's happening culturally. So if right. it's festivals, if it's certain release product releases or certain points of destination that are, that are culturally significant, then Siri will kind of recommend them to you right. without you having to, I guess, ask her or inquiry it. So the thing is that to have, to, to hire a person kind of like the ambassador of cool to be able right. to begin to program Siri to, to know these things. I don't know, man. What, Siri, do you, what do you think about that? Siri, play my serious song. Playing My Ghost. <laughs> Slipper Rye. <laughs> Playing Bad and Boucher. Oh, my God. By the My Ghost. That's funny. That's <laughs> I mean, funny. I guess they have to, you know... Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, it's fine. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, know, I, just, I don't know how it how met, I don't know how it manifests itself. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like, we'll see. you know, uh, hey baby, I don't know what's what Siri gonna be doing. Like, what's the new Siri gonna sound like? My goodness. Anyway, we'll soon find out. But yeah, uh, Apple's spending a lot of money, a lot of people, a lot of attention to say, yeah, they're really, really doing. I'll, I'll be very interested to see when they unveil this new Siri, like how fresh it is, because they're spending a lot of money. I hope it's, like, I hope it's game out. changing, because they, I mean, they're, they're surely hyping it up. 
Uh, I'm going to skip this next one, but I'm going to go to this bio ring. Bahrain can replace your keys and your passports and everything. Basically, ring, ring, wedding ring. Otherwise, you wear it all the time. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's there having all of your information in the one ring. Uh, it seems like a good idea until the fact that you can also be tracked with the ring. I wonder if someone steals the ring. But I guess it's biometric because it only works on your finger. So I don't, and also, you have to have your fingerprint. You have to you have to do something. You have to put your oh, fingerprint in it. Fingerprint and so it's a match with your ring and exactly, thing. Okay, exactly. uh, I like it. I don't know, man. I mean, I like the concept. I don't. I don't think the functionality of it, uh, being that it's designed for the finger, I don't think that's smart. Because well, at least me personally, I lose rings. Um, I don't keep the ring on at all times. So yeah. obviously, you put it somewhere, you forget it. Then what? You know. Yep. So I don't think. I think that part is. I think it'd be more functional as, as a watch. Yeah, you know? it's a watch more functional versus the ring. But I don't know. Well, people, yeah, I'm, I'm really bad at rings. I, I'm, I'm bad at rings. But it's also opposite for all the gangster movies you see when someone just like snip, kiss the ring. Yeah, and also like <laughs> take the take right, the finger right. off and just be like exactly. exactly. I got his whole bank account. Right. Um, do That's not, true. I, I, yeah, I don't want to have someone come up with me a pair of bolt cutters. Man, like, hey man, where's my money, dog? Yeah. <laughs> like, I got the I got the ring. Clack. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't want that. That's all that. Um, shifting gears, we talked about you know the, the hand solo situation that the uh, the, the Lord Miller getting fired off hand solo, but you know now some more details are out as to what happened, and you know I mean I just want to get your take on who, whose side are you on here? I mean it seems as if you know Lloyd Miller who are very sort of like you know funny and prolific young directors who did the Lego movie and the 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street and got a couple TV shows Son of Zorn Fox yep. uh, both, both their shows uh, probably canceled though Son of Zorn and Making History both canceled but you know they, they seem to be out there doing stuff and maybe, maybe some, some may argue maybe a little too much too soon but because uh, they kind of got all the keys to all the castles and they, they, they made two good projects uh, you can argue that 22 Jump Street was just okay. Um, Lego Movie was great, but then everything else has kind of been canceled and 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 not well reviewed. They get into um, this huge movie of 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 Star of uh, Star Wars Han Solo with Kathleen Kennedy, who's probably the you know producers producers who's produced hundreds of movies that include most of them most Steven Spielberg's everything she's worked with every top director who's ever directed from Zemeckis to Spielberg to everybody she knows what the F she's doing she's running Lucasfilm she understands everything else and she's looking at she's looking at these guys like these guys don't have it uh, you know the, the story talks about how you know they're, they're, they're coming in and setting up one you know one shot so be 15 different angles they decided to do two they land two of those setups they'll end burning money a couple, couple done they're starting at one they're improv in on the side they have 200 crew members sitting around waiting with it while they're mm -mm. in the cockpit goofing around mm -mm. like it's all bad Lawrence Kazdan who basically didn't create Han Solo but basically made Han Solo what he is in Empire Strikes Back and right. Return of the Jedi wrote this movie himself it's a very clear vision they're like yeah Lawrence Kazdan improv that Let's, yeah I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of siding with Kathleen Kennedy on this. What do you I'm, think? I'm definitely siding with Kathleen Kennedy on this. A movie, a movie of this importance, a movie of this scale, size. Like you can't, you can't fuck around with this type of stuff. It's not, it's not like some little TV show where you can, you can use, you can bring your style. I, I get when they hire you, they want your sensibilities, your auteurship, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the money. You know, we have this budget, and you can't. If you're, if you have a schedule. So if you're scheduled to shoot 14 shots, and you're only getting less than a, a fifth of those shots, like, dude, you're, you're killing the budget. 
and you're not as the director you are the head honcho you're supposed to be making sure everybody knows their position in place and that everything works seamlessly and if everyone's questioning your leadership and authority that's a problem yeah it's a huge problem not only that and it's two of you like come on it's two of you and not only that it's kind of like the idea that it's Lucasfilm it's Marvel it's Disney there's unlimited money back there and there may be but it doesn't mean you get to just set it on fire no not at all <laughs> so. and there's a brand of excellence and so like yeah. why why are we gonna take this risk with you like when when it's an unknown yep. you haven't had a, you haven't had a movie of this scale yeah so I, I I'm definitely on her side um so do you think Lloyd Miller will recover? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, what, I mean, who's going to hire them? Because Kathleen Kennedy is, is is a big Don Sean. I don't think she's going to blackball her, but it's I mean, like this is bad news. This is this is this will stay on your record. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, will they ever get a big? You know, this like is a body two hundred million dollar movie again. Man, I mean, they, I mean, they got they got projects in the works already. They got Lego movies coming. They got other stuff coming, but still, I, I think it's I think it's damaging. You if know? they don't have a hit, if their next movie isn't a hit, oh yeah. It might be curtains for the for Lloyd as a as a duo. They might have to break it up. Yeah, cause especially yeah. especially because they, they didn't even have a TV hit yet. Man, yeah. three TV projects, um, yeah. crash and burn. Yeah. So, um, speaking of uh, uh, excellence, uh, our boy Sean Carter. We are we are three days away, two days away, from um, from the new Jay Z record, and he dropped another kind of a trailer, uh, kill Jay Z. With, with, with the young uh, a black black man running, mm-hmm. presumably for his life, you zoom out. He's a t-shirt says "Stay Black." Uh, I don't know, man. I'm all in. I love it. I'm all in. I love it. Let's work. I mean, I don't know what Jay Z's about to do. Let's work, but he's definitely coming with some with some yes. art and some conversation, thoughtfulness, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's I. I I've been waiting for, and I, I, I'm not even going to project the, what it, it could be or what it, what statement it's going to make. But I, I love what I love how he's rolling this out. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. So uh, the rollout's always good. Yeah. The he's got this print behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, sign up for sprint. You get the six months of title high five. <laughs> so he's got that going on. He's got some. He has someone else attached. We got two major companies attached to the rollout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Do you, I mean, so do you think do you think it'll be any good? Is the question. I definitely think it'll be good. Um, I think I think he, like we talked about last week, you know, the, the accompanying visuals obviously help to support the success rate of it. I think that, like I said last week as well, I'm interested to see if it's going to be um, collaboration heavy or if it's just more, mostly him. What type of narrative it is? It, it, like how the album is sequenced? Is he telling a story? Like what type of vibe and mood is it? All those things come into play. How many tracks, yeah. But I, I mean, just in terms of what I know of where where he is, based on you know looking at his footprints, like I think he's, I think him and Beyonce, they're trying to make some more politi- politicized statements with right. their with their art, and so I think that this record will be full of those type of gems. Yeah. I hope I hope it's more street too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, th- th- that's a question. Can you have both gems? And like like I think you can. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Mean, I think you can too. But yeah. like, I mean, can you make a street album that's also uh, you know a political album that's also you know culturally significant album yeah I mean I guess you can make you can make the argument that uh, uh, Kendrick Illmatic Kendrick, oh, yeah. Kendrick's done it Illmatic yeah. obviously Kendrick's a good example yeah. um, the J. Kid, Cole J. Cole yeah. does it I think that Kendrick and J. Cole arguably are missing a little levity on there I mean just just when you think of them you don't think of like you know those are some fun guys to goof around with you think of just some seriousness Kendrick especially has got this new I mean the, the thing he needs now is more fun Man, well, speaking of Kendrick, not to yeah. segue, did you see the, the, the last video? The, the video that just dropped? 
No. With the, the Gordon Parks refer- references? No. Didn't oh, you got to peep that offline. This is awesome. Right. It's There's freaking a video? Yeah, it's freaking okay. awesome. Kenneth's videos are ridiculous, yeah. by the way. Like, I mean, like, they're literally taking... Gordon Parks, Gordon Parks imagery and recreating them in the video. Oh it's no! Dope. Yeah, wow. I mean something that I would, yeah, I would have wished sure. to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat you to it. They beat me to it. <laughs> it's fresh. All right. Um, speaking of hopefully fresh, uh, Matt Reeves is doing. Um, uh, Matt Reeves, director Matt Reeves, who I really like, is doing a press for War of the Planet of the Apes, which I'm very excited about. Um, I mean, you know, also, also a very interesting thing because you kind of know how it ends. You know, playing the apes. You know, the apes are going to win, but somehow you're still invested in the whole process. I've watched three movies now with the apes, two movies, and I'm, I'm very invested in it. Which is a very, I think it's a very, very um, difficult, interesting feat to pull off. But he's also helming the Batman movies. He's the one that's sort of handpicked by by um, uh, Warner Brothers and and Ben Affleck himself. Dr. Ben said, "I can't. I'm not going to do it. I'm stepping can't down. Do both, yeah. But I'm going to get my boy Matt, and he's capable." And Matt's talking about now how he really wants to make it noir heavy, noir driven, and mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love him taking the perspective of, hey, I want the audience to really be a part of um, the makeup of the character and see and see the tell the story through you know the eyes of the character, yeah. even how it, you know how it's positioned, how it's framed, how how the story unfolds. Like, I love the, I love how he's communicating that. And I, li- I like to see how that actually looks on screen, but yeah. to see Batman through a different perspective. Or through his perspective, mm-hmm. I think would be super fresh. I also like how he's making the comparisons of Caesar, his main protagonist, and um, uh, Andy Serkis's character, if you will, in, in, in Apes. You know, sort of this troubled person who reluctant hero who reluctantly has all the, the weight of the world on his shoulders, mm-hmm. who has to do, you know, what he has to do, even if, even if it's sort of morally ambiguous to where mm-hmm. his code is. I like all that stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Batman's a very complicated character. It's like. You know, I think mean, Christopher Nolan nailed it a couple times, but maybe lost it a little bit in the third one. Mm. Really nailed it in the second one. Mm. Um, but I think Christopher Nolan, of all things, nailed Joker. I mean, oh, Keith yeah. Ledger nailed Joker. But I think killer. I think Batman Returns is just a masterpiece. Masterpiece without question. That movie is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the first, the, the first and the third. The third one's a little like, little, little got problems. First one good. Mm-hmm. The second one, man, whew. solid, solid. Okay. Uh, last but not least. Um, Super Nintendo is finally getting the miniature console. Right, we just talked about this last week. Yeah, we're talking about the, the now they're dropping NES. one. They dropped it. Well they, well, they dropped the information. I think on the, Monday. The Super NES yeah, is yeah, coming. Exactly. What do you, I mean, I, I, I was never an NES guy, so it didn't bother me. But what do you think about this? I mean, again, it's like what we talked about with Atari. Is for is for the nostalgia of it. It's like okay, I can have this 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 hardware that you know reminds me of my younger days, yep. and I can play some of these classic games that you know. I grew up on. I think that's and, and it's it's a cash just a cash cow for them. Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna release maybe a hundred thousand and that's it. And we'll 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 build the the PR around it and get the attention from it and probably do something again for the holidays next year. Is there a long is there is there a is there a long game for this? Is this are they are they getting money from us in preparation for one console that has all of the I'm sure they are. Like the the Super NES it has special. everything. It's right. got the cube. It's got it's got everything. <laughs> right, right. After we've already bought all of them. Yeah, right? I mean, like, because I wonder if they're like if they're setting us up for something. They have to be. I mean, because what what is the what is the long game strategy? What's for the point of like releasing hundred thousand and be like just watching everybody go over to Frenzy? Right. And if you're Nintendo, I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's a very good point. They got money. They can they can manufacture as many as they want. It's a very good point. So, uh, but I, I say for the for the person that wants to stand in line at three a.m. and grab this, grab three of them, and then resell them on eBay for. 
triple the price. Like it's it's a money opportunity for for the for the Man. huge gamer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's that clown on this picture. That guy on Twitter online who's got the the Super NES, the first version. He's got what looks like thirty of them stacked in a pyramid. And he's like. <laughs> I'm like get out of here right. he's like the most hated man on, online right now man. I'm like come see me get at me <laughs> you, you want these Nintendos man slinging uh, Nintendo yeah. <laughs> so yeah so you, you can be that guy and go snatch, snatch up a bunch but uh, <laughs> anyway uh, it'd be funny if they, if they like some people go snatch up a bunch and they, they don't release on a thousand they make right. them readily available right people just stuck, <laughs> like with, stuck these, with, yeah, with these things that are worth forty thousand forty dollars Anyway, um, that's it for today. I, I do want to mention that I did have the opportunity to go see uh, Baby Driver last night. I'm out of here, bro. This man, you? This man has not seen all eyes on me, but he wants to go see Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Baby gosh. Driver is the <laughs> slick. No, I, I, I've seen. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've heard great things. I do got to. I do got to see uh, Baby Driver. Although I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay. If it's all, in all fairness, I didn't pay for this one. But uh, well, I will Jamie see all eyes on me. Uh, Jamie's good in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little the, the, the blooms come off the Jamie Foxx rose for me late, as of late, in general. Um, I'm a little. I, I think know. he's falling off a bit. It's falling off. I don't, I don't know if it's like I don't know. I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's his his public appearances are, aren't that great. Like something's weird. Like it's almost like he's phoning it in. Like I know how to do this, but he really doesn't. You know, it's a weird thing. Like and then um, his Shazam is not good. And the last really, you didn't like it. I just didn't like the, the game itself and the and the concept. Is I'm not fun. talking about him as a host. Uh, well, first, also the first one. Okay. The first one was, was definitely rough. He had prompter issues. It was edited to an intimate life. Uh, timing was off. You can tell he was not comfortable, and he does not reprompter, and it just wasn't. It just wasn't good. Right. Now, has it gotten better? I don't know. So, uh, is the game okay? Sure. Uh, I don't know, but he's good in this. He's good in this. Uh, Spacey. You know, bloated Kevin Spacey, smug and doing his thing. He's actually good. Uh, Hambone, John Ham is actually really dope in this. Um, the lead, the kid from Follow Our Stars, he's dope. Uh, and Edgar Wright, who I think gets a little too cutesy at sometimes. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I think he's an amazing filmmaker. I think that he gets a little too, you know, uh, as uh, as our British friends say, a little too clever for his own good. He's a little too clever, but. Uh, he got really clever with this one and it actually worked hmm. you know music cuts and the whole thing's set to music so it's almost like a musical but it's not the edits are like Guy Ritchie style like a musical or like a music video that's no, good like a music video okay. it's, it's more like it's right. more like, we're like with like cues like, it's like stylized cues. right stylized okay. like gunshot hits on beats right. ba 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 right. you know like uh, tire screeches on guitar riffs and, you know just stuff like All that right. um very well done, very well cut. A lot of long takes, a lot of long scenes. Some of the best uh, car chases and car action I've seen, uh, Fast and the Furious included, hmm. and uh, and one of the best foot chases I've seen. Wow! And it's, it's a, good, a good foot chase. It's hard to do these days, and it's a good, it's a good foot chase. That's what's up. Uh, that's all. Yeah, I definitely want to peep that. Did you uh, get a chance to? Uh, are you are you into Power? Season four. Okay. I'm not watching it. Not watching it. No, I haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't watched what it. I miss it. Oh no, no. I was just saying if you were a fan or if you were into the into the series. Not at all. I, I, just, I, just, I, just, dropped, I just saw that dropped. season four came. I was exactly. like, oh, I'm like, but I thought like season four. 
I'm not watching. It's good. I mean, I'm, I just barely started, to be okay. honest. I'm only on season one, episode two. Okay. But everyone's <laughs> telling me, like, you're tripping, Akili. Like, this is a dope show. Like, you are tripping. So I'm, we like, must okay. be tripping because it's on season four. Right. And I'm not, I haven't seen an episode. Right. So, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll follow you later. Yeah. I'm going to let you get, like, four episodes ahead of me. And, <laughs> and then, then okay, tell me. Okay. But as of right now, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Hey. Four hey. seasons on stars. Okay. That's all I got. Anything else? That's all I got, man. Where can they find you, bro? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Can the people find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Cool. That's it. We will see you next week with some more reviews. Uh, have a good holiday. We'll see you soon. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.